The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show, sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. And this, believe it or not, is our last Eason Book Club, uh, which is being lamented by none other than the Minister for Finance, Pascal Dunne, who said he always uh, listens in and he, when he can and tries to read some of the books that we recommend. Uh, so there you are. Anyway, uh, what did our panel think of this month's book, which was Iron Annie by Luke Cassidy? Uh, joining me in studio, Claudia Carroll and Stephanie Preisner, And on the line is Keith Walsh. You're all very welcome to the programme. Stephanie, you selected the book. I, so, se- I selected the book. Okay, so first of all, I'll give you a brief description of what it's about, right? It's it's a debut novel by Luke Cassidy, who's an Irish writer, so always good. I love reading new Irish writers. And it's about Aoife, who is a drug dealer in Dundalk, and she's one of several in the town. And rather than becoming rivals with the other drug dealers, they kind of have organised this union of sorts, and they meet regularly to discuss the issues in the town and help each other out with jobs. And the most colourful character is the Rat King. He's a traveller drug boss and he has this wild rat that he has tamed who goes around his pocket which is quite fascinating. And among all of these anyway is Annie. Iron Annie they call her. She's enigmatic. It's kind of a sexually liberated young redhead and Aoife accidentally starts a lesbian relationship with her accidentally because she doesn't realise that Annie is a man until she has her trousers off. But anyway... <laughs> the Rat King then scores, he, he gets 10 kilos of stolen cocaine that he needs to offload and he sends uh, 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 he sends Eva off to do this and she decides to do it in the UK and she goes off with Annie and that's kind of how, I won't tell you too much more. Okay, because it'd be a, a spoiler. A spoiler. Um, it, it sounds like a quite an exciting uh, narrative, but there is a button. I'll come back to you on the button in a okay. moment. Claudia, what did you make of it? Well, I found it brave and fearless. And if Luke Cassidy is listening, massive congratulations. It put me in mind of Irvine Welch's train spotting, not to everyone's taste. And it does describe a kind of strata of society um, that's bubbling under the surface, low-level drug dealers. And the heroine, Aoife, um, says the only reason she goes to a party, a young woman, is the only reason she will socialise is to, is to shift gear, is to, is to sell drugs. That's it. That's her life. Um, set in Dundalk, which is referred to throughout as the town, and written in the Dundalk dialect, which um, it's not an accent I know well, but uh, once you get into it, it cracks off the page but what intrigued me was I read that Luke Cassidy is adapting this for the stage and I thought oh please invite me to the play I really want to see this because he peoples a village with characters there's Annie who's charismatic and she's chaotic and she's capricious and you just she's one of these characters you just don't know what she's going to do next Aoife the narrator is more more subdued more contemplative um, we know that she she's grown up in this sort of underworld we know that her brother has died in prison um, and if this were a movie it would be a road movie as she and Annie the heat is kind of on Annie and a local guard who um, the narrator is more or less kind of pally with who tips them off says just get off get off the island for a bit get going to time. the north is no good just get out All right. so, so you clearly enjoyed the, yeah, the, the narrative this, and the, the population of characters and, and so on yeah. so we go to Keith now Keith what did you make of it? Yeah, loved it, loved it. I mean, I'm delighted that we're finishing on an Irish author and uh, I think this is an amazing uh, first novel from Luke Cassidy. Like, I love Kevin Barry, I love Irvin Welch. Um, 
you know, it's kind of as if, I don't know if you know, the, remember the book from the 90s, Mr. Nice, you know, if somebody was to, it, it's almost like <laughs> he's he's kind of written some sort of crazy version of that. The, the languages can be difficult to get into, but, you know, as the guy said, like, once you get into it, it really kind of cracks along. I loved it. I, I thought maybe that um, uh, there's a lot of jumping back and forth, a lot of anecdotes thrown in. So sort of like, you know, kind of like sort of fizzles out a little bit towards the end. But like it's but it's 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 great. And there's so many brilliant characters. And, you know, you've got all sorts of uh, all sorts of goings on and drugs and sex and rock and roll. It's like lock, stock and two smoking barrels uh, set in, 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 in Dundalk. Mad stuff. Um, the dialect is uh, the Dundalk uh, dialect, and let me see. Uh, boom, boom, boom. You're going to try just, and read some now, Well, Pat, not in the Dundalk accent, but I, I want to demonstrate how it might be uh, maybe difficult. Um, that was deadly that time when Annie's pal, Yelena, came to visit. Now, came to is C-A-M-E-T-A, one word, uh, Polish. Sept, I don't think she was Polish because she was from Serbia and that might be someplace else. No D in the end, just and that might be somewhere. But sure, it's all the same anyway. Used to be the same effing country a few years back, didn't it? So, there's, so there's this is really your caveat. Uh, My Stephanie. caveat is that this is the only book that I DNF'd with, did not finish. Oh. I couldn't. It, it was just too much. I can't really read books in accents. I find it too difficult, but I gave it to my friend. But when, it was frustrating because I knew when I was... I remember once reading Artemis Fowl and at the bottom of Artemis Fowl there was this actual sort of like Rosetta Stone thing that you had to translate to decrypt a message yeah. and I had to kind of do that with this and each time I spent time translating what was happening I loved the story so I gave it to a friend of mine to be like look this isn't fair because I know that it's a defect on my end that like if you like accents and you like reading in a dialect you love it and she did she thought that it was she's just fallen in love with these characters she wants to see the play she feels like she knows these people and loves them so the fact that I didn't finish it is not an indictment of the book it's an indictment of me but if you don't like train spotting or books that are written in a vernacular it might not be yeah. one for you It's an interesting idea because um, some authors will write a, a book which is set in New York and they don't actually write the words in New Yorkese. I mean, they might might use expressions, but they use English and they allow the reader to use his or her imagination to superimpose the accent on the dialogue. the narrator, right? Because it's all told through Aoife and she has the Dundalk yeah. accent. So if it had been told through a third par- person narrator and it was just Aoife's quotes and dialogue that were in the accent, I probably would have managed a bit better. But it is a really fascinating story. I would say if you have difficulty reading dialect and the first thing they tell you in any writer's group is don't write dialect. I would say listen to it on audio because it oh, snaps yeah. and that it would probably crackles. Be great. And I'm just dying to see the play. I'm going to make you come to the play. I will, see, I will go to the play because Enda Walsh wrote Disco Pigs. That, and that was a play phenomenal. first. And that's all written in a Cork accent now, which would be a little bit easier for me to understand. But seeing it on stage, it just came alive. And, and I feel like that's what my friend who read this book was like, it was just alive, it came off the page. It wasn't that experience for me, though. So, so, Keith, that idea of writing in literally spelling the words so that people who've never been to Dundalk can, can actually get a sense of how Dundalk, some Dundalk people may speak, yeah. it, does that recommend itself? Or is it best, as I said, whether it's L.A. or Paris or whatever, that you're allowed in your own head to superimpose the accent and all the rest of it? I think that if it's it's good to say it now that that's the that's the way the book is written. So that there'll be people listening to this going, oh, I'll definitely listen to uh, read that, and there'll be people saying, I'll wait till the movie comes out, I'll go to the play or listen to the audiobook. But there'll be people who grew up 
listening to or reading Irvin Welsh and are just sort of like just into that kind of thing. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Or obviously, it's a bad thing for some people, but it's I think it's a good thing because it's so like it's so dense and rich as a story. Like I, I could really see it as a movie as well. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm dying to see the play. Um, but no, I I think it's a good thing. You know, uh, Stephanie just and other people just wouldn't maybe just not into it. But uh, I think for people who like 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 Irvin Welsh would just like would lap it up. You know. So it, it looks like a thorough recommendation from Claudia, a thorough recommendation uh, from Keith. Stephanie? Thorough recommendation from my friend and a recommendation <laughs> from me if you like reading books in accents. Uh, oh, 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 <laughs> all right. Well, uh, this is our final uh, Eason Book Club. Um, so I want to thank you all and uh, your predecessors in this slot and thanks to Eason as well for uh, their support over the years and years we've been doing it. I can't uh, say definitively it's the end of book clubs on this programme. I suspect it may not be, uh, but for the moment anyway, thanks uh, to one and hint, all. Hint, hint, any oh, other bookshop. Book <laughs> thank you, Eason. There's a spot. Yeah, well, maybe they will miss it. Maybe they will miss it uh, and uh, might want to re-engage. But anyway, in studio with me today, Claudia Carroll and Stephanie Preisner, and on the line, Keith Walsh. Uh, thank you one and all for joining us on our October Eason Book Club. Music.